Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. For those of you who are joining us for the first time and don't know me, I'm Danny Brown. I'm an agent at Compass in Beverly Hills. Uh, to give you some context, I've been doing this for about 19 years on the west side of LA. Uh, I started a podcast about 18 months ago called The Deal with Danny Brown. And what that is, is me interviewing successful elite people in real estate, business, sports, and entertainment, and sort of uh, distilling their knowledge and getting advice and inspiration on, on their mindset, their work ethic, their grit, their passion, what it takes to succeed. So the podcast is all about educating and inspiring others to success and to reach their goals. So if you haven't tuned into that, please check out the deal on Danny, uh, the deal with Danny Brown. Uh, you can see the video on YouTube, the deal with Danny Brown, or you can see the audio on podcasts, on any podcast uh, channels. We are charting on Apple Podcasts, which is amazing, top 250 in the world. We're being streamed in over 44 states and over 40 countries on every continent. So appreciate you checking it out. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star comment, leave us a five-star review and a comment. And that's my plug for this morning. Uh, but today we're here for something else. We're here for state of the market, state of the housing market in LA. This is a series I started about three months ago at the beginning of Shelter in Place. Today I have two amazing, amazing guests titans of the real estate industry, great guys, friends of mine. I have Tommy Beadle from Thomas James Homes. Uh, for those of you that don't know Thomas James Homes, which Tommy founded, they are the largest infill single family developer in the country. Uh, they have anywhere from, I don't know who said that, but they have about 150 to 200 homes in development at any given time. Uh, started in LA West Side, that's majority of, of their business, but they've now expanded to Newport, Orange County, uh, Northern California, Silicon, Silicon Valley, Seattle, and they're strategically looking at other markets to open in. Uh, pretty impressive situation. These aren't tracked homes, these are individual single family homes in single family neighborhoods. So he'll have a lot to say about what's going on. Our second guest is also a legend and icon in the business, Mark Cohen from Cohen Financial. He is uh, regularly the top mortgage broker or mortgage banker in the nation and in California. He's seen many cycles up, down, all around. He's done deals anywhere from a couple hundred thousand to a couple hundred million, I'm sure, and everywhere in between, very complex, complicated deals. And he's going to give us a lot of insight on what's going on with the banks and the lending, uh, et cetera. So before we get into that, uh, I just want to address this is a very, very tumultuous, uh, sensitive time in our communities. Uh, it's not my place to speak much on it, but I just want to acknowledge that. And as a real estate collective, as a community, I hope we can all do our part to make things better, to bring more justice, to bring more fairness, to have some empathy and understanding. And hopefully those that are feeling the pain and the sadness uh, hopefully we can give them a little support. It's also compounded by Corona and shelter in place and all that sort of stuff. But that's all I wanted to say about that. And before we get into it with Mark and Tommy, I wanted to give you guys some context of what is going on in the LA West Side housing market. So the state of the housing market in LA right now is very interesting. 
the market has been very strong at every price point, including the ultra high end. Uh, David Geffen bought Casey Wasserman's home for $68 million last week in Beverly Hills. He had a warm, modern estate. Uh, David Geffen's estate, he sold to Jeff Bezos for $165 million. That was the Jack Warner estate. Uh, Bezos also bought Paul Allen's uh, the families, uh, the land they own for $90 million. There's been big sales in Bel Air and Chalon and Bellagio and sales in Brentwood and Palisades. So really interesting because from the beginning of Shelter, the entry-level play uh, didn't miss a beat for the most part. Uh, the one, two, three million dollar entry level was strong and still is, but everything else was dead for a while. Uh, but now everything's moving. And what I really wanted to point out is the middle market on the west side of LA, the four to 10 million, which has been in a slumber, has really picked up uh, in the last 30 days. So we're seeing sales in Brentwood, Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, uh, across the board. So does that mean that we're back to where we were pre-corona? No, no, not even close, not even close. But let's face it, with the unemployment uh, and the shelter in place and, and the banking, with all the issues, we are still doing well. So compared to June of 2019, June of 2020, uh, the, the sales are down about, the sale units are down about 58%. So we are down 58%, but last year was a booming peak year. Uh, sales volume, total pricing, we're down about 50% from last year. But that's still a lot of sales considering shelter in place, civil unrest, all this stuff that we're dealing with. Um, but that gives you a little bit of context of what we are experiencing. Uh, things change day to day, certainly week to week. We don't know what the unemployment picture is going to be moving forward. Uh, we have the largest unemployment uh, numbers over 20% since the Great Depression. And then the jobs reports of uh, the last few weeks have shown 2 million new jobs have added to the market, which was the, the biggest job gain since also since the uh, Great Depression. Most of those jobs are retail, restaurants, construction, et cetera. So there's a lot of variables, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things out of uh, our control. But as of right now, the market has, has seen some good velocity and a lot of sales. And uh, we don't know if shelter in place or a spike in corona is going to create a new shelter in place in fall and winter. We don't know if there's going to be a vaccine by the early year. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns here. Uh, so there's a lot of experts saying different things and conflicting things. All I want to report on is the real, the real stuff that's going on in the trenches, what I see now, and that's what this is about. So I want to turn it over. Um, uh, one, other point, uh, one other important thing, a lot of people think we're defying logic. Uh, because there's no distress and I'm getting a lot of calls and we all are getting calls about, hey, where are the deals? I want 50% discount. I want a deal. And we haven't seen much distress yet. Now, there's been 5 to 10% discounts on, on some properties on average, but the, that's not on anything that's new. The new construction, I have not seen any decrease. Uh, and it certainly hasn't been any decrease in blue chip, high in demand locations. Um, or if there has been, it's been very minimal. Now, if stuff is B or C location or not great condition or there's some negative issue with the house, we are seeing more than 10% discount. And I guess that makes sense. And then at the ultra high end, you know, the over 20 million, which is rarefied air, we are seeing large discounts off the list price, but the list price are exceptionally high. So we're not necessarily seeing huge discounts off comps and last sales, but we are seeing some, and the higher the price, we are seeing bigger the discounts. So I don't know if more distress will come in uh, sooner, sooner or later. Uh, Chris Rising, who I interviewed on my podcast, had mentioned that 
you know, the government is basically underwriting a whole second quarter of the year with PPL loans and unemployment, this and that. And so we're basically punting whatever pain or distress we're going to feel into the future. Uh, so maybe in a year we'll start feeling distress, but we're certainly not feeling it now. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting. So I want to turn it over first to Tommy Beadle, uh, who's got his hands in, I don't know, Tommy, how many homes do you guys have in development now? 150, 200? I'm muted. Oh, there you go. Go ahead, Tommy. On the west side of L. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me this morning, Danny. Uh, On the west side of LA, I think we have uh, just under 200 units uh, actively under development right now. Um, And then, you know, we have over 100 in Silicon Valley and just under 100 in Seattle now. So uh, we have a a lot of units in local markets. Yeah. And what is the price range there? What is there at the low to high price range? You know, in LA, we range from a million to 10, uh, you know, kind of with the concentration that in that, uh, you know, two and a half to five range um, in LA where there's just, you know, there's massive demand for for quality new housing and a lack of supply. The bread and butter price point, but also a pretty wide swath of price points. So give me your feedback. What have you been seeing with your inventory over the last 30 days? You know, the last 30 days has been really strong. Um, uh, I'm going to back up kind of for the whole COVID over the last 12 yeah, start weeks. Then, so, you know, start then. Yeah, we, we, we slowed down, obviously, March and, and April was slow. Uh, you know, while everybody was just kind of trying to find out what was going to happen. Like you said, there were people out in the market trying to find deals, thinking they could steal things, uh, retrading. Um, and we stayed strong, stayed firm. But what we found in the last 30, 45 days is, is the markets turned back on because people need quality housing. Uh, I think what's really interesting uh, for our business, and look, we only do, uh, you know, brand new construction homes in prime neighborhoods, right? So we have a yeah. little bit of a myopic view on the overall housing market, because what we understand is, is brand new construction, right? Um, and the dirt, and, and the, the teardowns. And, and the dirt, of course. What I tell you is the dirt we're buying better in the last 12, uh, in the last 12 weeks. Uh, we're finding good deals, better deals than we were finding, you know, four or five months ago on the dirt. Um, because people don't want to buy dirt right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Competitors. Less competition. Uh, yeah, way less competition for, for you know, teardown type homes. Uh, and, and a few reasons. You know, the credit market seized up, uh, which I know Mark's going to get into, but from a from a financing for spec construction type loans, uh, the financing markets, the underlying leverage credit facilities with the banks, um, you know, dried up. Um, liquidity is coming back into the market now, uh, but it, you know, it caused some challenges for other people. Um, and you know, look, we we bought some great deals over the last uh, you know twelve weeks, um, and we're and we're still finding really good deals because there there aren't buyers in the market that want to move into a piece of junk. They want to move into something nice that they can live in, uh, which sure. drives to what, where we're seeing increase in demand. I mean, we have um, more activity now, I would tell you, than we had in January and February pre-COVID um, wow. at, high, at higher price points um, than pre-COVID because um, my theory is people that can afford to buy two to $3 million homes um, are still employed, are still making money, and they actually have more disposable income right now because they can't travel. They really can't eat out. They can't do all the extra things that they wanted to do. 
And if they're not living in really great housing, they're realizing I need a better house. And they're deciding to spend that money and upgrade their house. Could they, they've kind of been on the fence for a year. Do I buy? Is it the right time to buy? And now when you're stuck in your home and that is your, you know, that's your safe haven, that's your sanctuary, you want it to be as nice as possible. And so where I think we're really well positioned right now in the market and we have great finished product um, that people can move into. And, you know, we, we have homes that we, we're taken to market and within a week, multiple offers over ask. Uh, we have homes that we can't even get to market because um, people want them before they go to market because they don't want to compete with them. And so, you know, we've been really uh, satisfied with what uh, is happening. Uh, a lot of pre-sale activity, buying our houses that are under construction still because people want to customize them and really make their sanctuary their own. Uh, and, you know, they're okay waiting three or four months, six months to get in because they want it to be theirs. They want it to be dialed because they're now realizing this is where I need to put my money. Um, the stock market's a little volatile. Um, and so I, I'm going to put my money into a piece of real estate that I can live in and enjoy. And uh, so, you know, we, we've seen huge pickup in activity. I tell you in the last 30 days, we've probably sold 40 to $50 million worth of real estate. Um, wow. At, 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 at great prices, we've, we've done better than we expected going into them. Uh, so, you know, we're really pleased with what's happening in the market right now. So question, and that's a great summary to break down to give everyone context because you're in so many different price points and neighborhoods. When you said the dirt, you're starting to see deals. What would you say on average? Are you, are you talking 5% discounts from what you were seeing more, 10, more, less? Yeah, I'm sure it's case I, by case, but if you yeah. had to give like an average. It's case by case. When there's desperation, it's 10 plus percent discounts on the dirt um, in in the right spots. There's other places that there's no discount on the dirt. The dirt's actually actually gone up in in value. Where we're seeing big movements in the dirt prices is when uh, there's a something happened. There's a desperate situation. Somebody was in escrow. Something happened. Uh, and they just, the sellers want to be done. Uh, that's where we're finding, you know, great opportunities. Opportunistic. Yeah. yeah. So you're not seeing a whole lot of that yet though, in terms of distress or are you? Because that's one of my theses. I haven't seen much distress where, where I'm looking at so far. It's been no, not, much- not a lot, not a lot of distress, but there's distress out there with when sellers need to sell and they want the confidence of a buyer who's going to close. Um, and so, you know, we, we provide that comfort and are able to buy some, some good deals. It's not in scale, that's for sure. Uh, it's, you know, isolated uh, situations. Um, and then other markets like Seattle's on fire. We can't buy dirt right now in Seattle uh, wow. because just massive competition from everybody else, end users. And so, it, you know, it's case by case, market by market. Would you say most of your competition now is end users and not other builders or is it a mix of everything? No, always, it's all, it's always been end users is our largest competition, right? I mean, that existing, we, we look at that existing house as a house, as, as dirt, right? And um, your clients look at it as a house, right? right. <laughs> and say, okay, how much do I have to put into this house to be able to live in it and enjoy it? And we're thinking of it just as, as dirt. And so um, we're, we're always having competition from those end users, but something we're really excited about with that is we have a brand new product that's launching. Um, oh yes, and, the, the yeah. million dollar product. Exactly, we have a new a new brand at Thomas James called Trademark by Thomas James Homes. Uh, trademark, trademark is our trademark. It's our it's our twist on our finished homes. It's our spec project. There's no customization into it. We've done all the curated 
a wonderful design to sell great houses. And we have our first ones launching in Mar Vista. I think they're just about 1,500 square foot brand new houses um, under a million and a half dollars. Um, and so what, what's really interesting that we start to supply this product is we're, we're going to supply a product to the people that are competing on the land against us. So think of it, if, you're a buy, if you have a buyer at a million and a half dollars, they can buy a 1,300 square foot home built in the 40s, or they can buy a 14, 1,500 square foot home for me built in 2020 with a brand new 10-year new construction warranty. Which one do you want, right? Well, when they buy mine, they're no longer competing for me uh, with me on the dirt. Sure. And so um, sure. we, we can provide great new homes to buyers in those price points. Um, and so we're really excited uh, about that. Will, will those homes have land or yards? Are you, you're splitting lots into two? Explain to me yeah. the concept. Yeah. So they, you know, depending if they're on an alley or not on an alley, they either have a front loaded garage or a, or a rear loaded garage off the alley. And so they have front yards or backyards. It's just kind of different each one you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, they've got nice, you know, out, nice outdoor space. Um, they're detached single family homes with their own APN. They're not condos. Uh, so it, you know, it's a really exciting product. What's, what launch. street is this Tommy and Mar Vista? Uh, the first one we have is on Albright and Madison on the corner of Albright and Madison. And, uh, it's we're, uh, we're actually doing a live event next week, Thursday. Um, I'm going to look at my calendar. Sorry. Uh, next week. Yeah, next week, Thursday at 1030, we have a live event uh, to preview these new homes. Um, yep. And uh, so, you know, really excited about, about launching plug, this Tommy. new brand. Thank you. Touchdown, Tommy, it. with the plug. Come, come, come join us in, uh, in a Zoom call. Uh, so I, I, wanted, I want to transition this to Mark Cohen, but before I do that, I just want to ask you, Tommy, and this will lead to Mark joining the conversation, what have you seen in terms of buyers' loans and restrictions and challenges uh, starting going back to shelter in place three months ago? Uh, you can touch on that a little and then we'll let Mark jump in and kind of give us the breakdown of what he's seeing in the lending world. You know, look, I, I would tell you that we're not seeing much of a change from the buyers in the marketplace. Uh, our, our average buyer on homes, you know, we track this data very closely. Our average uh, a uh, person buying our home is putting like 37% down payment. Uh, and yeah. when you're putting that kind of money down, uh, there's still quality financing out in the market um, for buyers. Uh, and so we, we found, um, you know, really no issues in the last, uh, you know, um, three months with financing issues. Uh, the only okay. other thing I would mention, Danny, that I didn't mention, I think it's, it's really interesting what's happening in the market as well with COVID and where we're seeing demand and then, and then, uh, you know, turn it over back to you and Mark is that, uh, there's all this pent up 1031 exchange money. So they extend the 1031 identification period through July 15th. And so there's, yeah. um, billions of dollars sitting in 1031 exchange accounts right now looking for real estate and they yeah. can't find real estate to transfer into because the inventories are low because people have pulled back. Uh, and so we see this increased demand and, and we actually have some big groups looking at large portfolios from us that they actually want to come in and take a, a lot of the brand new homes that we're finishing. Uh, and, and actually, you know, it's, it's competition for the end users that want to buy these homes and live in uh, when an investor wants to buy them to rent them out because they have a 1031 to complete. And so there's a lot of COVID has caused a lot of interesting dynamics in the market. 
that is driving up uh, the real estate prices. And so, you know, I know there's a lot of agents on this call. I'd tell you, get your buyers out, get them into houses because stuff's not going to last. When we're putting it out there, it's, it's going quick. And Mark's going to be able to finance every single one of them for us. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I just, I just lost a deal of multiple offers with a buyer because a 1031 exchange investor came in over the top and just blew us out of the water. So that, <clears throat> that's an interesting point. Mark Cohen, Cohen Financial. Thank you, Touchdown Tommy. You can hang out with us and feed, give us feedback or you can take Absolutely. off and sell some house. So Mark Cohen, Cohen Financial. There's no one that's done as many loans as you. There's no one that's seen as many complicated deals as you, except I see Steve Bram here, so he may argue. He's probably done a few complicated deals. and He's the king of commercial loans. But Mark, give us, give us a little perspective on what you've been seeing going back to shelter in place three months ago and what, it, what are things looking like now from the lending requirements? Are things harder? Are things easier? What, what are we seeing? And obviously we're talking about West Side LA, so it's very specific. It's usually jumbo, super jumbo. But go ahead, I'll let you take the stage. Sure. Well, thank you for having me on. It's an honor to, uh, to speak with everybody. Um, it's been an interesting year uh, in uh, real estate and the world for that matter, uh, to say the least. So just as a quick uh, synopsis of what's gone, if you remember, uh, January and February, the, the uh, market started off very, very strong and everything was fine and uh, things were clipping on to have a, uh, a record year in uh, 2020. All of a sudden, COVID started and uh, literally uh, uh, for uh, real estate sales stopped uh, basically in its track for the most part. Uh, I'd say down about 70% for myself, uh, which is a very atypical because my business usually has a band of about 10% each month. So it was down 70% and I couldn't blame myself. It's like, obviously, uh, it is what it is with what's happening, an unfortunate thing. So, uh, November, March was a slow month. There were a lot of cancellations. People were nervous and justifiably so. It was just uncharted water for everybody. Uh, starting in about mid-April, uh, the market has picked up. But I want to step back, though, as far as how that affects lending. So um, in January and February, uh, uh, very banks came out very aggressive and the uh, non-QM, which for those of you who don't know is non-qualified lending. That's for people who are, uh, loans are designed for people who are self-employed, who can't show tax returns, uh, who qualify and cash flow from their business 12 months bank statements. And those are popular and those are really heavily fueling the, the real estate market uh, on the West side. Because in the best case, there are a lot of people out here that are self-employed and don't necessarily show what they make. Um, mm -hmm. That's a decent size of the market. Yeah. So literally, uh, in the second week of March, all the banks that have these stopped. So there were hundreds of transactions uh, in Southern California, nationwide, where you couldn't get loans, and it just stopped. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a reflection of myself or the market. The, the banks, these loans, their credit lines were pulled from uh, the credit lines uh, were pulled. So the market had uh, uh, stopped in its entirety for that sector of the market, which is still, which is a popular part of it. So it hurt. So uh, the markets had to regroup. So uh, that took those people out of the market and it's starting to come back now. But getting back to um, what's happened is, uh, and you guys are were spot on what you're saying. It's the last uh, two months. I, had no, I noticed a, um, a large uh, pickup in activity and it's, it's very evident where you know, volume is here for myself. Is it, uh, record levels, and I can attribute it to um, 
being having a lot of flexibility that banks don't. Because, for example, um, a lot of banks, they've cut down their LTVs, uh, uh, some major banks, from 80% to $3 million down to 70%. So it takes a lot of people right. out of that arena there. So my value is I have a wide variety of people who do uh, resources, who do the things. That's why uh, our business is where it's at. But um, nevertheless, uh, so the, the market right now, it's the two-sided market. People who are well-qualified, and like Tommy said, it's not a problem getting financing. A little bit lower yeah. LTV sometimes, but not a problem. For people who are have more challenging situations, cancer, tax returns, it's coming back, but not to the extent uh, where it should be and uh, where it will be in the next month or so. So it's, 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 a, it's a two-sided market. Um, so lending environments, it's people are aggressive. They want to uh, lend. And, uh, it's just, it, they're, they're just, you have to fall within the box. That's where my value comes in. Uh, requirements from a lot of big banks for lower LTVs. Uh, I have programs 85 to 3 million, not a problem, 80, uh, 75 to 5, and sometimes 80. So it's, it's there. It's just a matter of you know, the, the particular situation with, the, uh, with each borrower. Um, let's see, price points. I think, um, Danny, you're right. Uh, it's markets picked up in all, all sectors of the market. Um, the, the, initially, the lower price points. You know, 750, 500,000 to 2 million uh, were the strongest. Now it's caught fire uh, all throughout the whole uh, sector. Um, what else was there we want to talk about? Uh, Where uh, do you want to go? Oh, and interest rates. Uh, uh, yeah, hey, Mark, what, what do you think? What do you think takes the QM mortgages to come back in, in the marketplace? Um, because I, I know a lot of these buyers, you know, they're self-employed, they're buying these things, they need those, those non-QM mortgages. They're, they're coming back now. You know, for example, one bank has it now, it's 55, 60%, the rates are decent. Others are starting to come back at 70. But, you know, there the are restrictions and they're tough to get through. They really are. Before, it was, it was real simple. My uh, <laughs> affiliate in, in New York, uh, who's a big player in the non-QM market and, uh, they have got, uh, they'll, they'll be starting in about two weeks. So I, you need uh, just, you know, the forbearance has been an issue. You need uh, just uh, money from the banks to, uh, and from investors to want to invest. And they're getting great returns on these. So, and the ironic thing is, though, before the, uh, the, the forbearance thing started, these, uh, the, the delinquency ratios were next to nothing on uh, non-QM loans. So, it's just a matter of time and people feeling more comfortable and the forbearance thing, you know, uh, and more in, in the, uh, in the, uh, background. But, uh, well, it did, we're here, I, I, what we're hearing from our side is that, uh, the mortgage REITs all needed to be shored up with liquidity requirements. Um, yeah. and, um, so the, those mortgage REITs are, are now getting shored up, uh, yep. which is what's helping these non QM loans because, right. uh, they need to, they need to be able to lend them with that securitize them and sell them off in the market. And they didn't Absolutely. have liquidity to, to get them sold. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of big money going into uh, the mortgage REITs right now shoring up. Uh, and you can see there, the equity markets on those mortgage REITs are coming back. So I, you know, we, we have a lot of confidence that, that those non QM should be back in, in full force, like they were uh, relatively quickly. So it's good to hear you're yeah. seeing the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really important part of the market. 
for all of us. It just it, it just affects everybody. So it, it is a good it is a good sense because uh, uh, you want to have stability in the market. You have to have all all socioeconomic uh, groups participating to have a, a strong market. Um, interest rates are uh, you know you have the uh, all time lows basically on Fannie Mae product you know, under three percent for thirty year fixed rates. Uh, 15 years, uh, two and a half, two and five eighths, you know, up to 765. So you're basically having the government uh, heavily subsidizing the, the uh, mortgage-backed security market, so which is good. Um, so it's you know some restrictions on cash out. It's hard to cash out of banks. Uh, a lot of banks, I, I fortunately have a few. Uh, but um, for example, Wells Fargo or um, B of A, there no refinances, cash out period, or no refinances period at all. Um, so, uh, those rates, the rates are low jumbo loans are, you know, high twos, low threes. So the market's, uh, definitely getting, uh, helped by low interest rates and, uh, you know, 3% for a million dollars is it's, it's cheap. It's just cheap yeah. money. Yeah. So to bring it down a level, get out of the uh, high level discussion, what, what I, what you and Tommy are seeing and what I've seen is that three million and above, you're needing thirty percent down or more. Is that pretty much uh, the, the the blanket statement? Obviously, there's different there's different uh, uh, case by case scenarios. Uh, I can go seventy five to five. So seventy five five. So you have you have those options, but most people don't. Uh, and have you seen over the last few months? Uh, Getting to a getting to the getting to loan docs and then lenders saying, "Hey, look, we're changing our rates." So I was hearing about that. I haven't heard about it in the last thirty days. But I certainly well, heard about it. I'm, well, I'm, days I'm not. I'm not happy to say that I've been in this business for thirty-four years and uh, the rates didn't change. But I had two deals, non-QM deals, and uh, uh, that uh, ready to close, and uh, they their warehouse lines got pulled. So, were those uh, recently in the last few weeks, or are we talking no, three no, months those, ago? Those are, those are back like all the same, the same uh, forgetful day, uh, mid-March, March 17th. Yeah. So, sorry, you know, our warehouse lines got pulled, nothing we can do. And uh, you know, other banks that did that to me, they funded because I have a strong relationship, but I forced them to do because I had about 10 deals in one place. But uh, it, it, it's not happening now, but uh, because the rates are locked in, and you know, you just, I, I do business with that four or five places. So they're not going to really, you know, play too much, too many games with me. And to add to a little bit what Tommy's saying, I'm curious, what are the, the, the high demand price points that you've seen in your transaction loans that have come your way over the last, you know, six weeks or so? Is it all over the board or is there like a sweet spot that you're seeing most of the purchase prices come in? I say uh, very heavy demand. Uh, one, three, one, one, five to two, five. The three, yeah. yeah, that's that's for the most so that entry level, which is just so hard because we had limited inventory coming into Corona, and then sellers withdrew yeah. listings and deferred listing during the spring. I know Tommy, you had said to me this is probably a month and a half ago that you felt there may be a deferred market in the fall and winter. All the people that were supposed to list during the spring that are going to come on, do you do you still feel that way, Tommy? That there's going to be inventory coming on fall and winter. I, d I don't actually what what you're finding is the reason people aren't selling because they have nowhere else to go even out of a home you're living into you, you got to move somewhere else right sure. and uh, 
and people people are now hunkering down because they don't know there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of negative press on you know you should be fearful and and so people you know when when there's fear people you know people stop they freeze with fear and they don't do anything and so um you know, I, I don't think there's going to be a, a glut of supply come on, uh, you know, and, and again, I, I come back to, I, I have a myopic view because we only have new construction inventory. We don't worry in our markets because in our markets, there is no supply of brand new homes. It's not like Toll Brothers is going to come drop 2000 new homes in the West side of Los Angeles. That'll never happen. Right. right? So there's, there's always going to be supply constraints for brand new houses. And uh, there's always demand for great quality new homes. There's a, you know, LA is a housing stock, um, short, it's a starved market for quality housing stock. And so, um, you know, for what we compete with, we don't see a glut of inventory coming. Uh, and, I, and I don't think generally in the marketplace, you're going to see a glut of inventory. We track trends right now on how much activity is on the market, what days of supply. Uh, there's multiple neighborhoods. We track them by neighborhood. In neighborhoods, there's negative inventory supply, negative month supply right now. Um, with how fast things are moving. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't see that changing anytime soon because, again, there's the fear is not going away. Uh, and that fear is, is you know, kind of um, it's still freezing people from doing anything. And when, when they do, there's no sellers in the market because, they you know, they're, they're frozen with fear. I agree with what was, was said before because I think you've seen a, a whole shift in dynamics of people's mentality. Um, you know, people had, have had time to spend at home the last three months, and uh, they realize that a home is really important to them. So they want to make uh, their home as comfortable as possible, and if they have to spend the extra money, they'll do it. So I think that the dynamics and people's mentality ha has changed with heavy focus is on, on, on uh, being home. And, you know, it's a hassle even to go out to a restaurant now and, you know, the, the menus and this and that. It's, and it will change over time. It'll, we'll get back to it. But um, people are, are, are like the, the uh, easiness and the being comfortable at home. I just think that that's a, a trend that's, um, that's here to stay. And so I'm going to ask this. Phoenix I'm going to throw this out to both of you. What does your crystal ball tell you? What is your thesis for the second half of the year and the first half of, of uh, next year in terms of what we're seeing? Is this momentum uh, going to be short-lived? Or do you see it being a healthy market? Or are you seeing us getting bombarded with distress at some point and they're becoming a slowdown? Obviously, there's so many moving parts and it's impossible to know. But you guys being having being in the trenches uh, at the level that you're at, I'd love to hear your, your take and see what uh, your crystal ball says. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's defied logic what's happened so far. Because if you, ever told, me, if you told me this, I, said, I, would, I wouldn't believe this. Uh, so... You know, I think you've got to be cautious going going forward here because prices are going to be expensive and so forth. That's being offset by lower rates. But, you know, a lot depends on the economy. You know, the bottom line is here, you go up and down. I'm just out here on Wilshire and Rodeo. And, you know, the stores are, you know, obviously they're, they're, uh, they're still closed. And uh, you know, a lot of retail restaurants, you know, they're, they're hurting. And you go to restaurants here and, you know, they're 20% open. So. Yeah, yeah, it's only a matter of time before these things are going to really hit once this PPP money is, is done. So, you know, I'm just thinking, and I'm not trying to be negative at all because I'm not, but um, you could have a, a, a repercussions from all this um, hoopla 
uh, having you know an, an impact later on. I don't think it'll be terrible, but you know we'll work through it. Bottom line is that LA is a place where people want to be. They feel comfortable. Sure. Um, it's a dynamic city. The uh, so many different industries, uh, and I just can't see it changing. It's, look, you know, there's always going to be bumps and up and down uh, bumps along the road, but um, you know, I think it's more the same overall. It could it could be a slowdown though, you know, but temporarily. Tommy, what is your feedback on that? I think I think it's great, Danny. You got two completely different opposite views between Mark and uh, and and myself. Mark's uh, it seems like uh, cautious there, and I, and I'm the I'm the you know optimist always in in the situation. That's just my nature. I can tell you, markets are driven by supply and demand. Period. End of story. There is no supply, and the demand is only increasing. People realize the need for quality housing because, like Mark just said, the restaurants are, aren't open, the retail's not open, you're not going to go get on an airplane and travel. Right. So what are you going to do? You need a great home to be yeah. in. You're hanging out at home. There's our book. And uh, you're <laughs> hanging out at home. So you might as well invest in that great home. Um, and so the demand's increasing. More people want better quality housing. Uh, and the supply is, is shrinking because people are staying put of, of what they have. And so when you have those two, you know, kind of opposite ends, what does that do that drives up prices? Um, you know, supply, it, it, somebody asked me, do you feel like we're gonna have what came in 08? Do you think we're gonna have distress in the markets like before? You gotta remember in 08, there was massive supply, massive supply, because people, the banks were taking it all back. And you remember back in the, uh, all the REOs that came on the market, that supply and oversupply is what drove down um, the market. You also, in new construction, you have new construction um, is off uh, it, in the permit over the last 12 years, especially in California. It's gotten harder and harder to get permits to build, uh, more and more regulations, more expensive to build homes. And so that's driven down the supply of brand new construction. In 08, it was some of the highest uh, periods of supply of brand new construction across the country. So you had this, you know, these two forces of providing huge supply, and then the demand came out of the market because the, the mortgages came out of the market. I, I agree. Um, we're, yeah, okay. we're, we're in a completely different position today. We have massive demand and zero supply. And so I think the markets through the latter half of the year are going to continue to push up. Uh, we're going to continue to sell homes. It, you know, we're seeing demand at every spot. The last thing I'd say, and then, and then I'll let you go, Mark, is that um, we're also seeing huge demand for people to build homes with us right now. You know, we, we build brand new houses for people on their lots with our, you know, build on your home site uh, program. Uh, you know, guys like Mark can finance that for clients. We, we take referrals from agents um, to build these homes. We see people saying, look, I know I'm here. I love my lot. I love my location. Now I'm ready to build a brand new house. And so yeah. uh, we are just, there's massive demand because if they can't find it, they're going to build it themselves. And we're here to solve that need too. Yeah. Now, I, 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 I think you're hundred percent right. Um, the one thing uh, between 2008 and 2020 is in 2008, it was an economic situation, um, which uh, was out of control. The, the, uh, the lending, um, and the economy were just out of whack and just didn't make sense. And this one was uh, caught everybody off guard as a pandemic. It was uh, 
and not economically uh, driven at all. So that's why this thing will bounce back quicker. And I agree that the banks are in sound financial shape and uh, that uh, will help. And, I, and, you, and you're starting to see with a quick rebound, a lot of the economic numbers are coming back. In. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, you're right. Uh, the optimist in me says, yes, it's going to keep going. LA is the place everyone wants to be. And people with money are still still uh, people with money and will still be buying. The realist in me says this is defying logic. And at some point, we're going to have to pay the piper. And there's going to be some distress from unemployment and people losing businesses. But who knows? I hope you guys are, are both right. I hope that is the case. I, one other thing, Mark, I've been reading a lot about is that the equity positions in single family homes are much higher now in 2020 than they were 2007, 2008, like dramatically different. Not, not, not even, you're 100% right. Not even close because in those days it was 95%, 90%. Or 100 people, Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's the thing of the past. That's yeah. it. Nice. Negative AM loan? Negative, you can't do a negative AM loan at no, 7 million? No, actually, there was a while, uh, 103% loans, I think. It's, it's, okay, I'll take the 3% on the 7 million. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but, yeah, so uh, equity positions are much higher. Yeah, yeah they're much higher. And, and basically, people as a whole, and I know I'm paralyzing this, it's, you have uh, a lot of uh, wealth in this country now, more so than, or in this city, more so than ever. There's, Ever, there ever has been. So um, people are putting down large down payments and, or paying all cash for houses. And you know, I, I think from that standpoint, you're not going to have a problem with uh, short pays or those types of things. At least it will mitigate it, whether it becomes you know a problem or happens or doesn't, at least it's going to help help, uh, help mitigate it because it's going to take so much longer for people with good equity positions to get into distress. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Banks, you know, may not be so quick to take things back when there's so much equity in it, et cetera. So hopefully we've learned from last cycle some things and hopefully the conditions are a little different. Hopefully uh, there won't be a severe snapback with Corona. Hopefully we'll get through these tumultuous times. Anything else you guys want to add before we move on? I really appreciate your time. I know you've got files piling up on your stand-up desk, Mark, and Tommy's probably got buyers lined up out, out the door. Yeah, Anything else you guys want to say? To our uh, listeners, uh, no, it's just, uh, I'm always uh, available, and I, it's a very uh, nice honor to be uh, invited on your show today. Very well done, I might, I might add, and uh, very informative. And uh, Tommy, thank you uh, for getting your uh, opinions on the market, which I I know you're very successful, and you know you know your business for sure, and the uh, optimist. So it's it's been an honor to be on this program. Well, always an honor to hear oh, you speak. You. Touchdown, Tommy. You got anything to say before you, we wrap I, up? I, yeah, I, I'm honored to be a guest on your show, Danny, and to you know to be able to to sit and chat with Mark uh, to be held in that high esteem. I you know it's, it's an honor for me to be with you guys. Um, uh, excited to do more business. I know there's a lot of agents on this call today. Uh, you know that I, that I know. Uh, and Mark knows, um, like Mark said, we're just a phone call away. We're always here to help you guys. Uh, anything you need uh, to continue to drive your business, uh, any questions you have about what we have, uh, what's going on in the market, Thomas James is here to support you, uh, just like Cone Financial. And so, uh, Danny, I appreciate you inviting me on the show today and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you guys soon. Yes, appreciate the feedback. I'll just give another quick plug. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Deal with Danny Brown, which also incorporates the state of the housing market, please do. 
Uh, you can find it at Apple, you can find it at Spotify, Google, wherever you consume your podcast. And the video will be put up on YouTube. Let people know about it if you think they'd be interested. And uh, we really appreciate you guys spending some time with us. Uh, Mark and Tommy can't have better guys in real estate talking about true data and real life experience and what's happening. You guys have seen it all and done it all. And I respect and admire both of you and appreciate it. And I'm going to have another panel soon in the next couple of weeks. And we'll talk more about what's going on then in the next two to four weeks. So appreciate it, guys. Have a good week. And uh, we'll talk soon.